0: Listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Yes, here we are inside the lovely boardroom of the SPDSA offices. This is Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. I think that's one of the smoothest.
1: You're an absolute pro at that. <laughs> you need to save that, no editing, and just use that for every show. Uh, it's it's getting there. It in, good. Uh, we're in it's here really with
0: uh, Dan Drummond. Hey, buddy. Diego Vender, what's going on? Special guest today, Dean Master Masterangelo. How good are day. you, Dean? Good? good. Good day. I'm having a good day. You nailed the last name.
1: Took me probably three or four years, you know. Cause... Come on, really? No, not. Well, I don't know. It's
0: a tricky last name. I, th- I think it's, it's, because, uh, it's because I text Dean all the time. There it is. Or we call, so it's in the phone. Hey. So I'm always having to. You're batting 100 percent right now. You're doing <laughs> just fine. <laughs> it almost feels like it's been a while. It has. It has been a while. Now we've been loaded up. We've had a bunch of other podcasts that we were able to throw out there. So uh, hopefully people are enjoying it. Love to get some feedback, though. We would really love some feedback, in particular, because we're thinking in the next uh, couple of episodes, we're going to go live to Facebook and go through our Sherwood Park District Soccer Association Facebook page and um, run it live so people can ask questions live to Facebook. You going to be best dressed? You going to be in a suit that day? I doubt it. I think right. I'll, I think I'll wear pants though.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, wait, that's, I might, that's I might a, a good start. That's really offside. For- yes, should I? I think D should do up the fro.
3: Okay, well, just let me know. <laughs> a smattering
0: of that. Um, lots to get through today. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about. Well, we're definitely going to talk programming and uh, different things and facets of the club that are going on right now. We'll delve into some injury stuff. Injuries, getting through injuries. Uh, preventative maintenance a little bit with injuries. That should be something that we could uh, maybe bring in somebody at some point to um, to touch base on as well. Uh, for the most part, some of the things that we do within the club, uh, in particular the extracurricular programming that we run with regards to first line and the bridge, the bridge mm-hmm. uh, and their ability to help um, a lot of what they'll do is, is go through some of the preventative stuff that uh, players can, and athletes can deal with to alleviate some of the problems they might have as they move along. Um, but we'll start off with the lovely beginning of the community program, and it's up and running now, and things are going well. Had the first uh, community uh, goalkeeping camp the other day, uh, but let's let's throw it over to D and just the program in general, getting going, and uh, how you're feeling about it.
3: Yeah, so we're about uh, three weeks in, the um, community program. So opening weekend, um, almost been off without a hitch this year. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, just like throughout the summer, we dealt with rain and, and reschedules. We had to reschedule an indoor soccer games.
0: Now, you, you were you mentioning, we were kidding just a second ago before we started the podcast. So what happened?
3: Yeah, so just in case anybody wanted to know the full disclosure of what happened on um, Saturday morning at Millennium Place was, there was a broken light bulb that exploded onto the Maxwell field uh, <sighs> just before we were about to run our start of our U5, uh, U6 grassroots program. Um, there was a fitness class on there before, and and uh, Richard Espinoza, our tech assistants, they were, they were in there and um, they were told not to, to start setting up and people were kind of escorted off the field. And so we got the information in, and and we had to just on the fly kind of go with everything. But it it was an absolute chaotic time because we've got coaches that are just you know meeting either meeting their teams for the first time or handing out jerseys, and they got that to kind of sort out. But then we had to redirect everybody into um, Millennium Place Gym uh, to do our the first uh, the first, first
0: session first session with them.
3: Yeah. So I mean, it was good up until about you know noon or so. And then we had to make a decision about what we're we going to do with the rest of the day. So we had to actually cancel and reschedule uh, oh a bunch gosh, of games. Oh yeah. my that's
0: just crazy. Well, yeah. Plus, people
1: got some information that it was canceled or moved for certain issues or whatever yeah. the reasoning
3: was. Yeah, yeah people thought there was flood going on, yeah, uh, tornadoes. Yeah, just, it, was, it was crazy. When like yeah. you've you know, you
0: <laughs> got five-year-olds, you're not going to want glass <laughs> or you know the shards of a light fixture all over the place. No, we
1: want a safe pitch. That's probably number <laughs> that's one. So.
3: Yeah. Um, safety check in indoor soccer, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but what actually happened was that the bulbs were, the bulb that burst was actually so hot that it was embedding into the turf. So at one point they were out there with, uh, tweezers trying to get, to it get, out of get the, the hot glass out of the Yeah. Bulb. And all jokes wow. aside, we, yeah. we
1: were lucky we weren't on the pitch. Was yeah. there a fitness class on at time? There was the time? a fitness class there, nobody but, was hurt. Yeah. but
3: nobody was injured. So that was, that was awesome. And it was, it was... That's scary. Especially if you said there's the heat was oh, such so, that... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ah. Yeah, it was insane. So... Yeah. Okay. Throw us another wrench, you know, <laughs> wrench into the pile of things. But um, I was super impressed with everybody. They kind of took everything with a grain of salt, and, and they were they were okay with it. Of course, it's not ideal, but um, you know, it was. It, things went off without a hitch for the rest of the day, and then we were happy to get everything back and going for Sunday, and and we able to host all of our games on that weekend. And and now uh, we're always looking to the skies and hoping nothing falls
1: yeah, on us. Yeah. yeah, well, no, kudos to you, right? Because you've got to manage that program quickly and on your feet. So good job on the credit fly. to you, yeah. And, and, you
0: know, and the credit should go, some credit goes to Dean, obviously, because you're the one who ends up having to reschedule all this stuff. Now that's a smaller portion, but I know how hard, hard it was for you in the summer with all the rainouts we had. That was crazy.
2: Yes, there was very little fields in the summer, but in this one in the winter, we were lucky that we had time at on Sunday mornings at Millennium Place. So. Uh, we were able to reschedule quickly for the next weekend. So all the games have been played now. So yeah. We're, we're back up and running. Back up <laughs> and running. And, I, and I'm sure it doesn't have to be as
0: bad with uh, with regards to training. I mean, things happen and stuff changes, whether it's weather outside, roads not being able to get you know everyone at the, to, to a training center. Sometimes pitches just sit empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just going back to the summer, and I
1: felt for Dino, I think we all did, for the amount of work and uh, headaches that you had with all the rainouts. like that was something else. So I think we take it for granted that, you know, you show up to your field, you have a time and a place, and yeah. then, boom, you're ready to play. But there's a lot of work behind the scenes that, that Dean leads for doing that. So that's well, great.
0: And I know that with the, how many games were there that you – I know we've talked about it before,
2: but how many games do you think you had to reschedule? Um, Somewhere around 400 this Wow,
1: rescheduled. Rescheduled. And that's wow. small
2: compared to what Emsa and ESA and yeah. EDSA had rescheduled. Yeah, I right. can imagine. Because they're dealing with all the clubs. Yeah. You're just dealing with ours. Ours and a bit of Emsa yeah. and ESA, but yeah, not as much as them. That is in A just couple crazy.
0: thousand range, I think. Hey, imagine there was a dome. <laughs> well, well, yeah, imagine, imagine if Sherwood Park had a facility. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk
3: a little bit about. Walking on the borderline I mean, of enemy. You know what? I I,
0: I, I don't want to go there. Everybody knows my Deep feelings Dome's getting a little
3: it. hot under the collar here. No, no, and
0: that's why I'm not going to go into it because I'm I'm going to be totally relaxed and you know not drop the f bomb and have to throw <laughs> that into the mix anywhere. Um, but but all things serious, I just wanted to uh, to say shout out
3: to the County and the crew at Millennium Place—they were, uh, you know, very uh, respectful and, and and it was it was a good working relationship that we had when we were talking, just communicating with each other uh-huh. throughout the process. So, um, to the girls and the guys out there, well done to you guys and and um,
0: awesome job. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, continuing on with the the community um, programs and things, you're the, the, now they're into the, obviously the games and, and training. Now you, something switched on the Friday nights because and we'll and we'll talk a little bit about shots and stops. But I know that you're more involved, so one of the programs is switched to a Friday night as opposed. And I'm sure that's just availability of space and stuff as well. But
3: well, well no, actually, our our U nine uh, program is always on Friday nights. Okay, um, so. What, what's happening uh, right now is that we are just uh, we're giving a little bit more time and effort to focus in on on, on giving them a little bit more attention. So I've put together um, between myself and we have George Brady, who is a veteran coach uh, of the SPDSA Phoenix program. He's going to be. Myself and him, we're, we're going to be working together. Just attending um, all the weekends of the, or all the Fridays of the games. Yeah, either one on one off. So I'm still going to be involved with the shots and stops program. However, it's going to be like a one Every week on, week. one week off kind of thing. Because yeah. I have to make sure that I'm down there with the the U nine boys. Um, well, and that's the, we,
0: it's the transitional age group to move into Phoenix.
3: Yeah, transitional phases, and we've got a we've got a couple exciting things coming down the road. I don't want to don't want to leak it out yet. That will come in a later podcast. But we've got a couple things in, in the works right now that we want to make sure that we recognize um, our grassroots players that are in that transitional phases that are a little bit forging ahead. So um, we want to make sure that we do our, our due diligence and we're out there yeah. and uh, and getting in on those games,
0: which is awesome. Um, And and my side of the things, we we started a a community. We tried to do it outdoors uh, last year quite a bit during uh, tech sessions that we had up at Millennium, which was having goalkeepers from the community program and a space and time for them to come out and get some uh, free training. And we've implemented it in the indoor as well. So I had the first one uh, that just passed the Tuesday that just passed. Uh, it's at millennium place for, for any of those that don't really know. Um, yeah, there's a, it's a free goalkeeping program for, for an hour. Kids can pop in and they'll get some kind of, uh, you know, tech service from myself. Um, in regards to goalkeeping and just sort of honing their craft and their skill to to try and better themselves and be better prepared, mostly for the boarded game, since that's uh, a lot of what happens indoor-wise for the community side of things. So um, there's definitely some... Tricks and things to know about dealing with the shots coming off a board or how to deal with the rebounds, how to play balls to 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 up the floor without, you know.
1: Preaching to the choir over here. I've seen Dino in action. So as Dino Dino's been in action for sure.
0: I've not seen that. So uh are you you a star of the indoor game there, buddy? Maybe that
1: one night. (laughs) (laughs) No, I saw him up at Millennium, you know. Girls were short on players early in September in the training session and jumped in and he was standing on his head, so oh, that's it's all awesome. about just getting your
2: body in front of the ball. Just getting your body in front of it. That's what I hit you. That's what I try
0: to teach. You know, eighty percent of it or ninety-five percent of it is getting your body in front of the ball. It's just luck, kids. Just all it is is luck. It's fantastic
2: luck, and no fear,
0: and no fear. Well, that's the biggest
2: issue for for
0: most younger players too, which you try and get across.
3: Uh, absolutely, and I think it's a an amazing initiative that you're doing in here for our our community goalkeepers, and I really want to encourage the coaches and and even the players. You don't need, necessarily need to be a goalkeeper. No, go out and try it out. Yeah, go jump around, go catch a ball,
0: Get, and it's just uh, you know getting some perspective on what the goalkeepers go through, and and you know having that ability to because. Sometimes we, we rotate our keepers and we rotate players through if you don't have a specific goalkeeper. It's just nice if everybody has a general idea of hand placement, how to protect your face, since that's the biggest fear is getting hit in the head uh, by goalkeepers. So if you, if you know how to have your hands up to protect you, you're going to be ahead of the game for sure. You know? Hey, there was
1: a time Jorge Campos was my uh, oh, yeah. idol. Mexico. No, yeah, growing up, and I'm like, I, I want to be a keeper. My dad looked at me a couple times and like, oh, okay, you want to be a keeper? Threw me a net, let in four goals, and I'm like, oh, I'll just play with my brother in the backyard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's still fun I, though; it's enjoyable. I'm so. looking at you and thinking the same thing right now. Like <laughs> a keeper, I don't know, man. <laughs> Wait till the coach's appreciation. Game. I, I uh, like oh, jump. there you go. You, got, I'll, I'll lend you some mitts, man. Diner. You can you can jump Diner. in there <laughs> and some sweats. And some
2: sweats, yeah, yeah. We'll get you hooked I, up. I like fully. jumping
3: around in between the posts as well. Yeah, just, yeah. you is always in
0: jumping as a up yeah. in between the posts. I like it, yeah.
2: I'm oh, coming for my job here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can get you gloves for getting around the office here too, you, you know, having to deal with uh, I won't get into it. Never mind. <laughs> no,
3: but um, it's been good. It's been really good. I'm a, I'm excited um uh, this season and yeah. and um it's been nice to to follow up with some of the coaches, I've had some good conversations out with the coaches out with the U13 girls team yeah. uh, this week. And just to see how appreciative they are and and it's been it's been nice,
0: well, and I, I also think there's that transitional phase when new guys come on board. so and and I forgot to say, Charles is away uh, at his. Uh, Nationals. His team wasn't quite uh, able to, to, to be part of it, but he has to go as a head coach. I think a couple of the players from from Nate University or Nate College uh, ended up making the first team all-star teams or the all-star teams, so they end up going, and the coach has to go and support that. So Charles isn't with us today, but uh, I think what I was trying to say is when the new members come on onto a board or onto a, you know, for us, the technical staff, Things It takes time to morph and to change Mm -hmm. things. I think most big clubs around the world give a technical director or the newest person on board at least three to five years Mm -hmm. to really, before you start to see change and get an idea of what direction things are going. Well, that's exactly
1: it. Sorry to cut you off. No, no worries. I
0: think the landscape's always
1: changing, right? And we can attest to that with um, the National Youth Club licensing right now and the PDP, right? Like everything's changing and there's a reason why we have really planning meetings every six months because our program needs to be looked at. We need to look at changes and what our membership needs and what our players needs. Um, and yeah, we'll be doing that in December. So there's a lot on the go. And I think it's important for you guys in, in your guys's position to have some freedom and some creativity to come up with these initiatives, which D's alluding to mm-hmm. that he'll release in a couple of weeks, your
0: goalkeeping community piece. So no, I think it's great. Yeah. And it's, I, I can't speak for, uh, the phoenix side but i have been around some of it and seen some of the programming and the, and the sessions and stuff that are going on with the phoenix side and it's uh it, it's going along swimmingly
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know to coin a wet weather phrase i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm just babbling um yeah you know and moving on to other programming i know uh the shots and stops real excited about it uh it's we've we're into our third week or you know close to our third week this friday of course is the uh remembrance day weekend by the time you hear the podcast it'll it'll be beyond that i'm sure but um because of that there is no shots and stops this week uh there will be you know the following week when you probably hear this so don't think we're canceling next Friday because that's not happening. We're, no, ha- we're you actually getting a few
1: it. emails. You told me that Friday was canceled.
0: <laughs> we heard it on the podcast. No, it's not the. It's the Remembrance Day weekend that's been not canceled. Dude, why don't just you just give on. a date
1: of the calendar? Why don't you give a number?
0: Uh, the November 11th weekend. There is no <laughs> shots and stops. Everything beyond that is okay. There you go. There you go. Does that make sense? Are you good with that, Dean? Because you would have to reschedule. Otherwise,
2: <laughs> <laughs> did that before?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't want to throw him in the mix in that regard. Um, and then we've got the Rise and Shine going to be starting another D project. What's, what's yeah? Um, when does that get underway? It's Tuesday.
3: Soon. Yeah, right after the long weekend. So Tuesday morning. It's gonna be. It's it's coming up. It's coming around the corner. So I'll be shooting out an email here today to all the uh, participants and their and their, um I would say mothers or, or nannies or whoever comes out, grandmas and grandpas that come out. It's quite an eclectic bunch we have in a, on a on a Tuesday morning there, and um, we've opened it up so the program is going to be free this wow. uh, this that's year. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, so that's awesome.
3: Um so
1: D dubs you get in.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Work on your rolling around skills. I know yeah, game. I do enough of that already. <laughs> Teach them it's how to fall down. It's usually because I can't feel my feet anymore. So yeah. I don't know yeah. what I'm saying. I'm
3: just yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I gotta roll around with the kids again. Now you see uh, T's roller. Uh, I like to roll around with the kids again. <laughs> so it's gonna be fun. And we've got about we've got twenty one kids wow. that are are in there and we just wanna see if we can grow, grow the program, um, get in Why touch not? a little bit more with our uh with our community, um, I think we we feel that we can deliver programming that is not only just soccer focused, but it's about uh, just you know the interactions with, that the kids have with each other, uh, learning how to share, learning how to you know uh, run, jump, fall. All the physical you know, literacy stuff. All the stuff. physical thing, uh, literacy things that um, we bring into the program, and we feel that we. Um, have a good program to to do it, and we want to get ourselves out there a little bit, and then hopefully we can transition that into uh, grassroots. Nice. Uh, grassroots at four years old. That's coming around the corner too. So for some of these uh, kids, you're you
0: know, not letting something slip that you don't want I, it yet, do you?
3: Well, I mean, you know, we got about two or three years, and then you know, we got uh, Kaylin's going to be in here, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, I mean, two or three knows. months, right? <laughs> two oh, or three. Well, months. She's advanced. I already <laughs> got her soccer ball <laughs> yeah, stuffy. You know,
1: she's already got her
3: Tottenham jersey. <laughs> well, she does. So. I know. I know she does. I
1: mean, I mean, that's got to set her back at least a few months now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Quick yeah. little uh, side story. So Lindsay's like, is it? is it a little bit weird that she might start cheering for another team when she gets older, if Tottenham keep playing this poorly? And <laughs> I sat back for, you know, I don't know, it was a couple hours, I'm sure. And just, you know, it was just a little bit like, Oh God, what if this happens? You know, so. what if
0: she's all of a sudden cheering Liverpool?
1: Yeah. Or Arsenal. Arsenal. Jeez. Oh,
0: <laughs> what if she goes off the rails and goes real deep into the pile and goes for like Scunthorpe? Or something like that? <laughs> Scunthorpe. Let's, let's, let's cheer Scunthorpe United.
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, so I guess I'd be cheering for Scunthorpe. I don't know.
0: Oh, man. That's too funny. I mean, and Lindsay's your d- wife, of course. Yes. Yes. There we go. Kaylin's your daughter. Yes. There we oh, go. It's <laughs> it. a good thing. <laughs> just you know, letting the listener from the audience know, know. Zimbabwe <laughs> know that, uh, who's who <laughs> in, the, in the wonderful world of this podcast. Speaking of which, we're going to take our first break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, sports injuries, uh, things that athletes go through, maybe get a little insight from... Uh, One of our latest athletes within the club who's just come off an injury, and that would be Dean's daughter. So uh, we'll get a little insight as to um, how she's doing, the the thoughts of a parent and uh, getting uh, your your athlete daughter or son through the demon that is uh, an injury. All right, we'll uh, chat with you in a sec. We'll be right back. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. I'm losing it, sorry. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Outback RV. Discover the Outback at Outback Country RV, Sherwood Park's first RV dealer. Yes, we are back. This is Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Uh, we've been having some good chat in between here, uh, which lean, le- leans lends itself to what we're going to talk about, which is player injuries. We've all seen them. We've seen them happen. We've seen the players trying to recover um, different aspects. And, and it's funny because when you get to different levels of the game, uh, I would suggest that athletes take different approaches to how they want to recover. Um, and I'm and I'm just. Actually, just rambling now and just trying to think about it, I'm thinking about a community player, let's say, who gets injured. What do you think they go through? What's the process that they would go through other than maybe they see a doctor, maybe they don't? Maybe, because I know in the old days when when I got hurt or something like that, it was just dad going, ah, you'll be all right. (laughs) You know, and that was it. You'd sort of mope around for a day or two until you started feeling a little bit better, and then you'd just go play again.
3: Yeah, I mean... For the community players, obviously, I think it's it's going to be something where they they have to be assessed by the the coach and and uh, the official that's on the field. I mean, the official can obviously help in the process, and then the coach will have to you know take that player off, give them some information, obviously you know ice, um, you know rest, all those things, and then they they would you know be given information to go see go see a, somebody yeah. a yeah. doctor or whatever like that, see how it feels overnight, whatever it is, but. Um, yeah, there's no real kind of return to play for community, you know, well, I mean,
0: and then that's the part that, you know, I just, I, I, I don't want to bring it up, but there was obviously an incident that I heard about through one of the, one of the mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. games and a player on one of the teams, I guess, in one of the games was, uh, struck by a ball and and then literally in that same sequence of play, got struck again in the same spot, and we're talking about the head. So yeah. we're automatically thinking concussed, something like that, and, and it seemed like the player should have come off and didn't. Yeah, so,
3: well, they're definitely, like we talk about in our coaches in service about uh, concussion protocol, all the coaches are given um, a little pamphlet about concussions and things like that. Um, and if I can give any advice to anybody, anytime that you see anybody that's struck in the head, whether it be a ball or whatever it is like that, you err on the side of caution. For sure. And that person needs to be brought off the field ASAP. Um, no matter what uh, sport you're doing, that doesn't have to be a high competitive sport, uh, whatever it is, we're talking about community level right now, but it does not matter. You have to make sure that you take care of that player. And... At any point that when that player says that they're okay, it does not matter. Yeah. There we have that that pamphlet that it comes through from CSA. You've got to go through those those checklists and those checkpoints uh, that are on that pamphlet for first and do that uh, concussion protocol uh, before before they enter the field of play. So I yeah. think that I think that for anybody that gets put in that situation, please, you know, um, take care of the athlete.
0: Yeah, for sure. Any sort of headshot or head trauma at all has to be taken care of and dealt with. You know, in in a precautionary way, for sure. Even if you're not sure, you're better off uh, in these games that are only an hour long for for most indoor games. So to to have the precaution, have them sit off, play someone else if you you have to. Um, Moving along to other types of injuries, your daughter, Dean, has has just come off with an injury. It was
2: a knee injury, correct? It was was a knee injury. It never happened in soccer. What? Oh, it happened elsewhere. It happened walking to her bed. But it was a dislocated kneecap, yes. Oh, man. So walking to her bed, she turned weirdly, and it popped out. Just planted and turned? Planted and turned. So at that age, at 13, 14, 12, girls grow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And their ligaments come loose, and that's what happened. She grew like six inches in a year, and- it just was loose, and she turned, and it popped out. And it popped out. So It's 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 amazing what growth
0: spurts were. We all went through them when we were kids, and you just don't yeah. think from an athletic perspective of how different that would be body-wise for an athlete mm-hmm. and the adjustments. I, I see it goalkeeping-wise and some of the ability of goalkeepers and how it changes as they get older and they grow into their body. Some are fantastic when they're younger. Then they'll go through a patch where they seem to be struggling and it's just because they're growing and their muscles and tendons and all that stuff is, is changing and getting different. And then they get back into it, uh, again. Um, but getting back to your daughter, what's the, what's, what was the sort of criteria for her as far as a, how was she obviously upset because she couldn't move? She couldn't.
2: Yes. Um, I was at work, actually, when it happened. So uh-huh. I was in her bedroom, and luckily, her mom was home. Mm-hmm. Um, when she turned, I think she freaked out because she couldn't move her leg back. it sort of stuck in that position.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and my wife <laughs> said, luckily, you were at work, because I probably couldn't handle it. It was, yeah. it was kind of a gross thing. The kneecap was out to the side. Yeah. Right? Can't handle so, it right now. <laughs> I, think, I know. Just thinking about it. It's, uh... So she was freaked out. Um Luckily, we have actually a physiotherapist on our team, so mm-hmm. I called him directly from here and asked him what to do. Um, he seen her that night. Um, he thought she could actually put weight on her leg. She couldn't. Uh-huh. I thought she could put weight on her leg. She couldn't. Did she yeah. pop it back in or like? Did it it popped back in on,
1: it, on its own. Yeah,
2: on its own. Okay. After my wife, I think, sort of moved her up on put some took some pressure off the leg. Okay. Yeah. Right? yeah. So pop back in. Um, he told us to go see a doctor. Went to see a doctor. Luckily, between Adam Hanniford, who's Grace Hanniford's dad's on her on your team I mean, on her team, yeah, had connections in the physio world that uh, we were able to see a sport and medicine doctor who was with the Oilers, Doctor Clark. Fantastic. And luckily, through the X-rays and stuff, it was just a dislocated kneecap. There was no tears. There was no real injuries to the tendons. So just, just the way it shifted and just locked in a into place. And yeah, so um, that ba- happened back on June fourth and. She just got cleared to play last week, so yeah, and that's Jeez. what I'm saying. That's
0: a long period of time because yeah. we're into we're into November now, yeah. so yeah. that's that's months from that. So I'm just thinking of that shifting. Does it, it's obviously done something to tendons, or are we just waiting uh, until things strengthen around the kneecap to keep it supported?
2: I, I, I mean, I'm, these are things yeah. that I'm sure a doctor would. Yeah, so with that injury specifically, um, with her, be, it was a lot of strengthening around the kneecap. Mm-hmm. The one muscle, the inside muscle of the kneecap needed to be really strengthened a lot. So it took two week, two days a week of physio um, for basically since the beginning of August yeah. until last week wow. to get her strength up. Um, she was in a brace that immobilized her leg for three weeks and mm-hmm. then... She's still currently in a brace when she plays, but yeah. um, they think probably in a couple of months that she'll be out of that brace normally playing. But yeah, it's a lot of strengthening and physio and that type of stuff that had to be done. It's amazing. I, I mean, I've had uh, knee issues in the past, uh, mostly
0: because <laughs> I only strike the ball with my right foot. I almost never use my left. I mean, and that being said, I'm a keeper coach. Not that that should be, I should be able to use both, but... I just find for for the for the foot, service yeah. I predominantly use the one foot. And uh, I started having knee issues on the inside of my knee and I'm trying to think what that is. Is it the you know the metatarsal or whatever they call it? They have the anterior crucial, medial, they have the medial, medial collateral. Medial collateral. Um, so that's the inside, right? Yeah. Okay, look at that. Look at us look at us pretending we know stuff. <laughs> um, So I had issues there. And when we actually did x-rays, it looked like there was a bit of a bone spur and that a tendon was getting caught on the bone spur and not allowing me to move correctly and, and causing great pain and stuff like that um anyway t- time off actually heals everything <laughs> to some degree it and, does but it's tough for kids I oh, feel For like sure,
1: kids struggle because they're thinking you know they don't have the foresight to be like well i can recover and then get back into it. They're so like oh it's my u13 season or u15 i'm gonna miss this tournament or provincials or whatever the case is right you're spot on and it crashes their whole world for a yeah. large extent too but i mean even like walking to your bedroom and being out for that long like that's that's tough and then you know you've got to You've got to put the time in and physios and, you know, the parents got to get you there and you got to be get it looked after. And then yeah. you get to the point of, well, how can I get back to playing and get confident again and then get confident on the ball? Like it's a, it's a process,
0: you know? And I, I think that more than anything else, when, when somebody has an injury and, you know, oftentimes athletes, especially young ones, want to race back mm-hmm. to playing and getting ready to play again. When the truth is give yourself the time to heal up. Like you say, it's, it's, Mentally, it's more of a stress than the actual physical part of it um, because you think you're ready when you need a few more months to to heal up. You may as well be completely healed before you start jumping back into it again. The last thing you want to do is, you know, be partially there and almost there thinking you're great, jumping into it and doing some something even worse for sure. damage-wise. And then you're out for a longer period of time.
2: Yeah, and I think right now, that's where Karmaya is right now is, just getting back in, and it's her mentality state of playing the game, right? Um, we pretty much think her injury's healed itself. She should be fine. Yeah. Um, the doctor said take some precautions when she goes in for a tackle and think about how you're actually going to go for a tackle because, hate to say it, it's a um, better chance of recurrence again yeah. that might happen, right? So with any dislocation, just not knees, just any dislocation, for it happens sure. again. Um, but yeah, she's had her first practice with her team and she felt like she played a crap. But When? Just recently, you mean? Yeah, just recently, yeah. right? And it's like, you've been out for four months.
0: And you know <laughs> what? And that's, that's another aspect that we as coaches, when we're dealing with an athlete that's yeah. gone through an injury, is let them know that, you know what? You, you're going to take time not only to get used to playing again, but to get up to game pace, to a mm-hmm. game speed, where you're able to respond as quick as, as you can.
3: Yeah, and I, f- I feel the biggest thing there is mentally as
0: well. Yeah, you know,
3: I mean you just got over a massive injury and now you're looking at your your teammates and uh four months down the road they've had four more four more months, four of months of to play, play exactly. and four more months to touch the ball and you've been watching on the sideline with your knee brace on and you're all and you know, there's a lot of things to go, th- uh, go through. So um just mentally getting there I think is 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 where the where I think Ramaya would probably need a lot of support in for sure from people just making sure that they're encouraging her, making sure that they're supporting her from wherever, whatever angle it may be, and and slowly get back into it, and and she really has to, you know, I think probably not be too hard on herself, you know, in this moment.
0: Well, either. and I think that's the biggest part, both for for parents, I would imagine, and from the coaching standpoint, is don't try and rush athletes back. Like let them heal, let them, you know, get back into it when they're physically able to keep up with the rest of the players that are on the pitch or you know whatever sport they might be playing that's
1: the one thing right is that this is the end of the world for a lot of athletes if they're missing four or five months but you yeah. get back too soon or you have the bad luck of having another injury and it's a domino effect yeah and it's going to weigh on you that you think like you know mom dad like i'm injured again like is it really worth it right yeah um yeah so it's tough it's definitely a difficult one
0: yeah and I, I also find it tough and again not being in that perspective where i've got my own kids but um just the the you know we also see kids that are continually injured and i'm 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 air using the quote signs right now because i also see the opposite side of it where kids seem to be always injured and they it doesn't even look like they're really injured i i I don't know do you guys understand I know
1: what, what you're mean, trying but, to tap, but like like, so like tap into the, there's a mentality of some yeah. players when the going gets tough, it's like oh, tough opposition I'm going to sit this one out oh, a tough day of training, I've had a lot going on, I'm going to yeah you have the player that's continually having issues that are coming up right and and maybe some are legit, but some
0: are maybe you know Just a mental not to a bit. grind yeah. it out mm-hmm. as much for sure so how do you how do you how do you propose to deal with that obviously you can't. <laughs> I, I, it sounds horrible. I, no, you I can't th- call the pl- athlete on it well, because no. they're... I,
1: mean, I think it's simple. I think as a coach, you just train what's in front of you. Whoever wants to or is physically able to be out on the field, like that's what you worry about.
3: Simple as that. Wow. Different the the, the mentality is <laughs> a little bit different in this day and age than it could be, you know, back even when Dano and I were, you know, were playing and maybe even back when you were playing. And mm-hmm. and the mentality is a little bit different. We have to be aware of of, you know, a lot more things than just the soccer game, you know, mm-hmm. and so... Um, if, if kids having a bad day and needs to sit out, then... There's has to be some different ways to uh, to manage that. Maybe not in that moment. Maybe it's yeah. a it's a phone call after training session or something like that. You know, like I agree with Daniel what Daniel says here. You train what you train, but in that moment, as a as a coach, you still have to go back and say, hey, let me follow up with little Johnny because you know this is now the third training session in 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 six sessions or five sessions where um, when there's some adversity, he's deciding to step out. So um, I think you got to make a mental note as a coach as well too when you're seeing these and and address it, but not in a, not in an intimidating way. You have mm-hmm. to, you have to be a little bit more, you know, almost like father, like, or well, almost, in, yeah.
1: almost in a way I think D spot on is that, you know, it could be like mental health is a huge thing, right? So if kids have anxiety or depression, there's things yeah, that they're going enough, through yeah. with bullying that what is the first thing they're going to do if they come to soccer and if they're having an off day, a bad day, Oh, my hamstring's troubling me, right? Because if it's a physical injury, people will often take that a little bit more seriously. Be like, oh, well, you physically can't compete, right? So I think there's that piece that's so it's really becoming new, I think, to this era of coaches. And you know, we'll be with our PDP group getting a sports psychologist in and trying to implement that within the club. But I think we're just starting to scratch the surface on that too.
0: Yeah, but. I think you. I think you're absolutely right. From that, from a parent's perspective, I mean, and I know Kramaya from from seeing her train and being around her. She's just she wants to play. She wants to get back at it. She's definitely not the lean on an injury type idea to go back. How tough is
2: that to sort of hold them back and remind them of it? Um, it's been very tough. Yeah. It's been a tough year because it's, it there's a provincial and national year. So she's missed those tournaments. Her yeah. team didn't make the tournament. Um, and here I'm getting emotional about it because yeah, I yeah. know how she felt yeah, of that course. she wanted to be there, right? Of course. So, um, but we had a good Support group with Eric as a coach. Yeah. Neil Turnbull there. Yeah. Keep telling her, don't come back to you soon. Um, parents on the team, the players on the team.
0: Yeah, for um, sure.
2: Great support group for everybody there. So telling her not to play, not wanting to play, seeing her at Provincials wanting to be on the field yeah, was of course. very tough. Yeah, um, sure. But with her, I think, taking this break, we were talking about injuries. Mm-hmm. Every athlete, community, to high level, I'll go through, I'll play with injuries. And she's had injuries since she's been in U9, U10, going up, right? Yeah. This four or five months, she was able to sit back and wait. She's never had a break for over two weeks in five years, Uh right? So she's had that time to recover from those injuries, um, do the physio, get stronger, um, get onto the field, and show different abilities than she had before she was injured. So. It's been a blessing in disguise. Before, of you course, can just, huh? you Great. can
1: learn so much at this age and stage too. Even at the professional ranks, of just assessing and watching, like if she's there at the sessions or watching the games and saying, "Hey, who's playing in my position and where? What are they doing well? What what areas do I struggle in? How did they adapt? How do they do well? How do they get success?" And just assess and really just learn through watching the sessions as well.
0: Yeah, you know, and I I've seen it I've seen it many times before, and it's. I say I've seen it it many times before, but I I think trying to get across to an athlete that, that sure, there's one element here that you're no longer going to be a part of this year of nationals. There's another one coming, you know, and there's always, always going to be another event that's going to be just as large or bigger than the last one. And wouldn't you rather be completely healthy and fired up and ready for the next event sort of thing? I, I just... it's really tough and I can, you know, I can, I can tell that it was tough for, for Kramaya, but you know, I'm glad, like you said, she's had this time now to sort of sit back and see and reflect a bit about it and, and know that, okay, I'm going to be in a much better place once we get back at it, everything else is healed. Now I can, I can start moving forward to it, to, to getting myself prepared to play at that next level of play. And it's the same with any athlete that they, they should, Every so often, reflect. And if you're overdoing it, I've seen it at the pro level where guys overtrain, yeah. and and it's it's been detrimental to both them and their career. I've have, I have one of the guys that actually played with Ronaldo at Man United that came and played for FC Edmonton uh, when I was at it. Overtrained too much, overtrained himself out of the game. Had an injury finally that he just couldn't come back from. And and now he's not playing the game. He's he's missing it. He's he's enjoying life and gone on to do other things. But it's still. I mean, it, it. You really have to take stock of your own self, and and what you do as a as an athlete to make sure that a you're taking care of yourself. You're not overdoing it, and uh, that you're you know mentally in a place that you can deal with the adversity that that's ahead of you.
2: Yeah, especially for younger athletes, they yeah. just want to be on the field. Mm-hmm. Of course, it doesn't matter. They, they can play. Three times a day, they'll do it. Right. And um, when you talk about overtraining, I think a lot of our athletes are actually getting to that point with all these nagging injuries, not getting time off. Mm-hmm. That's a great avenue where this PDP program is coming in, where they actually have set times off yeah. for these athletes to rest, rest their bodies, re- recover from injury, go rest be their minds. Go be a kid. Yeah. yeah. Be a, be That's a, the biggest thing, be a 13
3: year old kid and just enjoy. Doing that,
0: I know we've tried to well. we've we've implemented that as well. I know uh, we've talked about that in between seasons. It's off. It's no training. You know, we might be going from the indoor to the outdoor or outdoor to indoor. There needs to be a minimum two weeks completely away from the game. I think don't it has to be think more. about it. Well, no, no, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I think it should be. I mean, if you look at uh, Bayern Munich's um, schooling, uh, the way they have the programming, their academy stuff, there's built in like. Like we're trying to do with the PDP. There's built-in slots of time where you've got two or three weeks off. And it's like two or three times a year this happens. So there's okay. there's plenty of time off to recover at least. So um, definitely something that should be adhered to. And you know, injuries of any type are never um, never something to take lightly and, and, and something that should be looked at. It, even if it's like we were talking about earlier about some of the ones that may not be an injury. But it's the, the, we go back to the mental capacity that's still a part of the game that mm-hmm, we're sure. trying to tap into. But hey, listen, go ahead. I might not even be here if it wasn't for an injury. To be
3: honest with you, I wouldn't be probably sitting at this at this podcast if it wasn't for a major injury that happened to me. So I mean, sometimes it could be a blessing in disguise.
0: Yeah, and was Just it a like blessing? It. Are you happy? I'm happy happy to be here. Fantastic. Obviously. Chef Tell. Happy. Yeah, I was a chef before. (laughs) (laughs) He was a chef before. Hey, listen, we've got to take our next break, so we'll take a break here, and uh, we'll be right back with our last segment. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Outback RV. Discover the outback at Outback Country RV, Sherwood Park's first RV dealer. Yes, we're back. We are the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association's favorite podcast and the official podcast known as Soccer at S- Park. Oh, oh I, I, I mumbled I it. I thought I thought, I
1: thought I thought that was you my segue. I was gonna, you thought, yeah, I thought I was you were like, go for it. And then I saw you talk and then, yeah, uh, I didn't. Did I just moved my mouth. Oh, man. I didn't actually,
0: do you want me to edit this for you? Yeah, because
1: it's not my show just
0: yet. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not was the finest show. moment. So uh, I'd start it over, but the banter's been pretty good. So we'll, we'll see what we can do about editing it out and people can just guess. <laughs> mm, I wonder if that, what happened there. <laughs> oh, what was going on with that there? Um, it's been a great show so far. I, I, I'm enjoying the topics and we've been able to uh, banter quite a bit. And It's been fantastic. It, it's been fantastic. The F bomb. I love it. Um, We're going to talk shoes just a little bit. We've just had this great conversation in between the break about footwear and the changes in footwear and how things have become a little bit more, oh, I I, I want to say user friendly in regards to the surfaces that we now play on here in in our neck of the woods and just everybody's neck of the woods. I think artificial surfaces are becoming more and more prevalent based on the natural weather within Canada. Um Also with the indoor facilities that are that are coming about in, in the different uh, areas and regions, you're, you're dealing with more of um, a, you know, a proper turf field, not this indoor crap that I can't stand. Oh, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. That's just me. <laughs> Wow. I didn't swear. He's giving me the, hey. give me the goat and I didn't even do anything. Anyway. Um, so we're going to talk shocker, soccer boots, <laughs> shocker, shocker. Boot. shocker. Everybody's got a shocker. It's not like I'm ancient. Uh, well I am. Oh, uh, boots. Boots have come
3: a long way. Boots have come a long way. Like you there, you can go through the internet and you go through whatever stores and things like that right now. <clears throat> have you been to Eurosport? Down in any any of the I,
0: I, I Long ago, I, I was in one long ago having to pick something up for one of the FC players.
3: Their their boot wall is the whole entire wall now. Mm. There's yeah. like over a hundred pair of boots. Well, it's funny, when my it's brother crazy. went to go get
1: boots, he walked in and he just said, said, he texted me, he's like, well, what boots are good right now or blah, blah, because I said I could get a bit of a discount. And he said... Like a rainbow, it's like everything's colored now. He's like, yeah. I just want some black boots, like, yeah. I just want to get stuck in hard a tackle. To find now. Yeah, they are hard to find,
0: though. But uh, it, it, it was funny because and I'm throwing my hand across the room here, and pointing <laughs> at Dean as he's sitting there. Because Dean was talking about, was it it was boots you were talking about that I can't remember where you were, was it the Adidas outlet store or something? You found some boots that
2: were well, like the Nike f- outlet, it was the outlet, yeah, and Nike and, outlet. Four hundred dollar boots for one hundred fifty bucks.
0: Yeah, wow, like, that's a deal and a half. That's unbelievable. Although I'm still thinking one hundred fifty bucks for kids'
2: boots. I don't. That's the problem, right? It's, yeah. You can go in there and they're not looking for the best boot. They're looking for the best color. Yeah, right. They're looking at the color and oh, I want that color. Oh, that comes out to $300. Your foot's going to be out of these in two months. Like, yeah. no. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? exactly. So you're But we're going just a
1: free kick on the weekend. Right <laughs> the <night. laughs>
2: I
3: mean, I've been down that road. It's, <laughs> and it's crazy how expensive they are. Because I remember, like, I worked at a soccer store when I was in, in high school and whatever mm-hmm. like that. And and I tried on every single boot that I could. And oh, like, same and here. Like I every, think we all, all have. Like, all the time. When a new boot came in. You're like, oh, I got that new boot feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that time? You know, yeah, you yes, I know. Just feel good in new boots. And... I like went to the other day and I was like, these boots are four hundred and fifty dollars. These boots are five hundred dollars. Like what? Like what is? What are they putting yeah. into them? And I'm just like the traditionalist. Too. I'm like, give me some leather, some K leather boots, and just like let me roll with it. Yeah. You know, and 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 I look I look at the kids nowadays. I'm like, and at, at academy especially. I'm like, you've got on a four hundred dollar pair of boot and you're in grade seven. What is going on? Yeah, you
2: know, it. it's, 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 it's maybe them for one hundred and fifty.
3: <laughs> maybe, <yeah>.
2: <laughs> maybe got <laughs> a discount.
0: Like yeah, it's great six. Sure. Maybe maybe got that discount <laughs> for sure. That, well, that, and it's crazy because this the whole talk about boots right now started with um, Daniel. In, in yeah, we started with the injuries, and yeah. then Daniel talking about a boot that he had. And they were- Blades. The blades, bladed shoes. And came out, they were the cat's meow, the latest thing, all the best thing, until you play on turf with these boots. Because a bladed shoe and turf do not go well. Your foot has a tendency to lock into place when you plant. And when you go to release, it doesn't pivot the way a normal boot would pivot. And when I say normal, a standard round type of stud uh, or a square type of stud Releases whereas a blade doesn't, it locks. So, Dana was just uh, letting us know about a back injury ended up with.
1: I'll let you tell. Yeah, I know playing major league, um, it's exactly it down in Calgary. So, um, ball was bouncing in the air, I tried to shift away, so look to go right to lose my opponent and go to the left. And as I did that, I obviously was planted with the blades. Um, and so my body, my upper body went one way, and but my, my core kind of just remained centered yeah. and I went left and I just, I dropped like my lower back muscle, <sighs> whatever it is, just went like I was out for a good couple months and like I said, I I, I couldn't sleep I couldn't stand, like it was uh, it was not fun and, and
0: it all, I was like 26 it, I don't know. Yeah, it all stems from the boot the mm-hmm. boot itself, you know, had you been able to pivot and maneuver and the uh, turf too, because if it was grass, I don't think it would have been an issue. Well, no, like that's we what said, I mean, and that's what sure. I—that's what I'm saying about the the types of boots. You really have to. When parents think, "Oh, I can just wear this," and they can just wear this. I, I really think you have to consider the surfaces your athlete or, or child's going to be playing on to really make sure that you have the appropriate footwear. You don't have mm-hmm. to spend a ton of money, but they make legal, you know lesser expensive. Boots in every style, every platform—from an indoor to a turf to a a bladed uh, shoe—you're definitely going to have a a variety of stuff that's available in, you know, lesser prices. So maybe you spend more on the boot; they're going to be in the longest. Four, mm-hmm. uh, or if you know they're going to be on turf surfaces constantly, you spend more on that boot. Even uh, like things like boot. Facebook Marketplace, though, like people are buying and selling things.
1: Yeah. I've seen boots yeah. up there. My friends sell boots on there all the time, and you can get a great deal that way. Just for you know, athletes that are growing and developing, like Dean says, yeah. you know, in six months they're going to need a new pair, anyways, right? So. It was
0: funny. I had to pick something up from uh, the local Sherwood Park store, Sluggos, and and Zach was in there, and I, I had seen uh, my. One of my favorite boots from the past is is the Puma King, mm. uh, you know, the one with the white fold over tongue, the oh, really yeah. sharp looking ones. Oh, yeah. I used to love those to death. I have a pair at home, but it, they were turf I'm, version.
3: I'm going to hold you on for a second. Okay. The folding tongue era was
0: an awesome era before, <laughs>
3: wasn't it? I, I know. nobody. <laughs> oh, they, no, really, they don't know about
0: that. No and, no. and everybody's into the sock era where oh, it's like a man. booty. Like,
3: you would like you would like undo your lace a little bit, you'd like take that tongue out like two extra ones, yeah. fold it oh, over, yeah. get a little yeah. tape on the shoe. Yeah. Oh, Yes. swapping
0: around. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: when you, you felt you looked God, like yeah. a pro then, right? The Baggio day almost. The Baggio right? days, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well right. if you we go way back and you had to lace us around the boot. Oh yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> <is> your, that's <laughs> why you don't
0: see that now. No, yes, no, everything's everything's drastically changed. But my, my my thing was that there was brand new kings on the wall oh. that I hadn't seen before. And, and you said, What are those, Zachary? What are those? I did. I said, Mr. Zach, what are those on the wall? Because they're calling D Dub. And, <laughs> and I actually put a pair aside that I'm going to pick up next week. Nice. <laughs> wow. wow. Yes, paydays next week, baby. Perfect. Um, but it, they were, they're like much like you, we were talking about before. They were a kangaroo leather. And by the way, folks, I know synthetics have come a long way. <laughs> well, are, but there don't... is no better feeling. And no, better ability to feel the ball at your feet than having a leather pair of shoes. And it could be, they make a lot of K leather, which is the kangaroo style leather shoe, um, or, or a calfskin that's uh, it's a little bit lighter and, and less expensive. They're just such a good pair of shoes to have. Comfortable, form-fitting. They fitting. last forever, too. They last forever, exactly. A pair of Copas. You know, I, Copas are another fantastic boot. But these ones, much like the... Th- there was a pair that you had a while ago that... Tiempo's. Tiempo's, but yeah. they weren't the high, super no, high-end ones. like
3: mid-range. I paid 150 bucks for them. These uh, Kings, um, honestly... Uh, no, Tiempo, Nike, Tiempo's. The Kings
0: I was just looking yeah. at, the same price. Yeah. And then they had another step down from that, which I was like, gosh, I really like those yeah. two, but they didn't have my size. They were 110. Yeah. So anyway... Um, I'm I'm real excited now to get another pair of Kings, the newer version of such boot. Um, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. strut around on those, and I'm just gonna be bantering it's, you. The
1: Kings here, it's, it's, the Kings here. <laughs> here. You no, know, and I might wear them into the office because they're flats. Oh, they're flats. <laughs> oh, they're, flat. yeah. they're indoors. Yeah. They're
0: more of a coaching Turf. coaching type shoe oh, wow. than, than, look than anything at you. else. Um, I don't know which ones you're talking about? I Thank think, I, but I have I have a brand yep. new pair of the older King Turfs with the flap um but i have a problem with it they, they, the glue started coming away <laughs> so I've, I've bought some shoe goo to fix that i know i know a guy about away. the glue don't worry about that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the glue's not here yeah. but anyways I'm, I'm gonna repair them but i've been saying that for a year now and haven't done it yet so sort it out i will sort it out okay. i will sort uh, it out.
3: i may know this answer already, but i'm gonna put down on the spot favorite boot like I gotta give a or a general. Just tell me what your
2: what Adidas was, Predator. Yeah,
3: this is not even gonna be close.
1: Really?
2: That's what? He, yeah. What's yours? Except on turf.
3: Except. Yeah. <laughs> What's yours? Honestly, I I would go with the um, Nike Specialis. Tiempo. Nike Tiempo legends, <sighs> legends. You like know old what, School legends.
0: I I'd have to say the Ronaldinho ones. I'd have to say the Nike Legend for me as well. Yeah. And just, I and I've also had, I had one pair of Umbro called the Medusa that I really, oh, yeah. really liked as well. But I like the leather version. It's a less expensive yeah. version than the high-end one. Unreal boots, too.
1: Man, if we're it's actually really going nice. to get into boots right now, and oh, you're going to throw Adidas Predators my way, like, you know how kids are now. It's like, yeah. they're expensive, and they're color. I yeah. was, like, the first generation with that. Yeah. I was, if you ask my parents or my brother, and my brother's like, why do you have, like, I had pink boots, I had neon yellow boots, everything. And this is like, yeah. no, no early way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right now I've got pink boots. Oh, got come pink on. Predators. I bought them in 2012. I don't need a new pair. Uh, but uh, yeah, everything was Predators. I watched Beckham play and I'm like, hey, these boots are crazy. So I got, I, Man, I was, the fr- I was one of the first guys. I got my name and number, like, stamped from <laughs> Anthem. Like, before they did the stitching, stamped on the floppy tongue, and then I got yeah. stitching oh, done on oh, all the boots, man.
0: I, I was able to get a, a, a deal one of my times going home for Christmas. I have a buddy of mine who owns a soccer mm-hmm. shop, and uh, he gave me a deal on a pair of TM posts, and he put my initials on them. That's Duh. awesome. Yeah. They're it's green. They're like lime green boots. Yeah, oh, I've, I've seen those. them. They have DW on the yeah, heels. Yeah. It's different fantastic.
2: Class. Dean, any preference to uh, footwear? I just got back in the soccer about four years ago, so we oh. have one pair of boots. <laughs> one pair of boots, uh, and they work, Copa. and that's all you got
1: to worry about? <laughs> <laughs> what about Mason or
2: Carmaya? Are they big into their boots and their colors and what they're... Huge into the colors and more so the colors, not the boots. Yeah? Carmaya um, can only fit into one size because her heel's so small as to the materials from that. Okay. Um, Those are a bit of a narrower shoe. Yeah, right? yeah okay. so Mason, whatever looks the best. Yeah. Whenever he <laughs> finds... Uh, now it's on the internet, right? Yeah, Just it's on the internet so you can get different colors on the internet that we can get an Edmonton. Like he's so. at home. You think you're in a sa- you're Custom in design, too.
1: Yeah, you're in a safe place, <laughs> and then boom, he comes in, it's going through Instagram, comes to the dinner table, and boom, it's like $400 out of your. And you're yeah. like, what? How, how is this possible? It's, it's better that
0: than, than something else he could be watching on the
2: internet. <laughs> <laughs> like you said earlier, it's custom design. Now he has his number on there, his name on there, yeah. his country on there. That's yep. his bare boots that he's wearing right now. And that's the other
0: thing, too. You can, you can, you can. Customize these boots into anything you want pretty well.
1: I have a pair. I, oh, should, I gotta bring go. in yeah. room. No, you have no idea how many predators <laughs> I've had in my time. I've got 2006 England World Cup Beckham, like blue predators, name, number, England logo. White I blue. love them. White and blue, right? Yeah, mostly blue. Yeah. It's got lines on yeah. it. I still <laughs> have
0: them. Haven't worn them in like 10 years. I still have them. So you've got what, number seven Beckham on them? Oh, seven down. That's <laughs> 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 oh, man. Boots, we could go single. on for hours chatting about boots, but it's time to actually wrap this up here. Um, enjoyed it very much today, Dan Dee nice Govander. Thank you, thank you, Dean. Thanks for sitting in, Dean Master Angelo. Been a pleasure. Uh, fantastic as always to have a nice chat about our game, football, soccer, uh, with the with about the lovely community, Sherwood Park, and and the soccer association that we work for.
3: Fantastic. do us a favor, all the listeners, talk to your uh, local MLA for a facility
0: for DW. Yeah, yeah. Let's push for a proper facility that won't be built later than, ooh, 2022, please. And that has a track around it. You know, and the scary thing is, I know, I know that they're going to try and stretch it to 2026 because we're hosting the World Cup then. I think everything's going to get pushed to that.
1: This is where, like, the Emmy start to play the music, and you like wander yeah. off, to the show, like, get off the show. Wander off. With it.
0: There's your thoughts and there's, there's the your next thoughts show. for the next week. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, listen, if you've got any thoughts about the show, things you want to hear, things you want want us to talk about, uh, please feel free. Email us, talk to us. Uh, you can uh, send it to spdsa at information.net. Oh no. What's, what's the, do we have? No, tell me, Dean, you're
2: the king of it. What, what, what's the, you can in- send something to office at spdsa.net. There you go. Office at spdsa.net.
0: Let us know what your thoughts are, what you want us to talk about and we'll jump all over it. Trust me.
3: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, SPSA soccer.
0: Yeah, there, there you go. go. Technical.
2: There you Facebook. go. Let's
3: go Facebook, 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 all social media channels.
0: Yeah.
2: Hit us up. All social media channels, come on down. Facebook (laughs) for the older generation. Instagram for the younger. I don't know. Possibly Facebook Live. (laughs) They're
0: going beyond that now.
2: (laughs) Anyways, that's a whole other ball of wax to
0: talk about another time. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll see you again soon. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association.